This is episode 77 of the 200 Churches Podcast. Really, a, a good coach is just that outside pair of eyes, that, that person that is uh, objective and looking in, rather than the pastor that's in the, the center of it all. We all need people that can help us see what we don't see. Thank you for listening to the 200 Churches Podcast, where we're focused on pastors of small churches. 200 churches. Every Wednesday, we release an episode that will lift your spirits, lighten your load, and let you laugh. Today, the guys are joined by Dave Jacobs from smallchurchpastor.com. Dave's specialty is coaching pastors of, you guessed it, small churches. Now, here are two guys who lead and pastor in a 200 church, the fact and fiction of ministry podcasts, Jeff and Johnny. This is the 200 Churches Podcast. My name is Jeff Cady, and I am here with out my friend Johnny Craig. Johnny lay stricken mere yards away from me, unable to even drag himself to the luxurious and opulent 200 Churches podcast studio. Johnny spent a week last week in Chicago with students on a missions trip, had some other stuff going on, did extra travel. Um, Johnny is down and out this week. And so Johnny is not with us. It's a sad day. I, I We were going to enjoy some upgrades in the 200 Churches studio, and now I'm here all by myself. A very, very sad day. Uh, but we march on, don't we? It's just you and I. And the problem is, I don't have anybody to make fun of, and I'm not going to make fun of you. So it's just us, and we're going to get right into uh, the episode for today, because today we have Dave Jacobs with us. And you know, we have Dan Ryland, Carl Vaders, and Dave Jacobs on very often. And I was telling Johnny the other day, you know, we don't really give these guys much of an opportunity to talk about what they do. We don't we don't really promote what they're doing all that much. We you know we mention their website, we might mention their book one maybe two times. Then we just get into content with them and we just start talking to them about, you know, small church ministry. I wanted to give Dave Jacobs the opportunity to tell us Tell you as a listener, you don't really know what Dave does if, if unless you've listened to every one of the 76 episodes and caught all of Dave's episodes, and you probably haven't. Uh, Dave Jacobs has a lot to offer us as small church pastors and small church boards, um, whether it's a deacon board or an elder board, uh, a consistory, uh, whatever it is, uh, Dave has a lot to offer. And I asked Dave, I said, Dave, on our next podcast with you, would you let let us talk to you about the things that you do? He's a little reluctant because he's he's not he doesn't like to self promote. And I said, no, Dave, this isn't self promoting. You have given us so much on the podcast. I want us to be able to hear from you. What do you do to help pastors? Because the truth is, you may be listening and you may be thinking, you know, boy, it, it sure would be nice to have somebody to talk to who wasn't a part of my church, who wasn't on my board, or wasn't maybe a friend that I'm going to see uh, often, uh, somebody that I can just confide in, somebody who's wise, somebody who has my best interests at heart, somebody who cares about me, who loves the local church, uh, who who understands what small church pastoral ministry is all about, because uh, Dave Jacobs did it for almost 30 years, and he has been working with, coming alongside of, and helping small church pastors for, uh, it's been, let's see, almost eight years now. So today we're going to talk with Dave Jacobs, and Dave is going to talk to us about what he does. And there may be something in this that you want to take away and say, hey, 
I'm going to call Dave because I need him. I need him to help me in this area. Now we say this in our conversation, and Dave and I talked today. We talked earlier, and I assumed that Johnny and I would be able to provide an introduction uh, and uh, a kind of an, an exit remarks uh, to this episode. Uh, that's not going to happen. So we're just going to listen to me and Dave talk, and then that's going to be the end of the podcast for this week. When you hear Dave talking, let, let me just say that Dave's costs for what he does. He keeps his costs to a minimum so that small churches can afford uh, to to bring him on and to have him work with them as a board or with their pastor. And, you know, he, he's just a great guy. I'm so glad that we get to uh, play this for you and allow you to get to know Dave Jacobs just a little bit more. Again, thanks for listening to the 200 Churches podcast. Here is the conversation I had with Dave. Well, here we are with Dave Jacobs. Dave, thank you so much for joining us again today. It's my pleasure to be here. How are you? I'm good, but Dave, I'm I'm Johnny-less. I don't have my, it's like I don't have my right arm. Really? Yeah, don't ever tell him I said that because, you know, I try not to puff him up too much. Are you are you guys not getting along or and you're trying to hide it or is there there's a good reason for this? <laughs> well, now that you mention it. Really? We, we did get a message from a listener who said, I think, he said to me, I think you're a little too hard on Johnny. Really? So if he saw that, because we both get the same messages, he may have seen that, and that might have been the motivation he needed to just, you know, figure he's just going to skip this episode and see how I like it. He's pretty popular. It wouldn't surprise me if he didn't try and break away and start his own podcast (laughs) of of you, you know, to reach the millennials. He's really only affected with the boomers. And he would call it the 100 Churches podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. He's just, he's out, and I don't think he's going to make it back in time. Dave, we wanted to talk to you. You know, we have guests on, and we just don't do a very good job promoting uh, what our guests are doing. And you guys, you, Dan Ryland, Carl Vaders, you guys have been our regulars, and you've been so good to give and give and give. And like we said earlier, we, we really want to hear what do you do because you've got some really valuable stuff to offer to our listeners, and you didn't really want to do this, but we asked you to, and thank you for, <laughs> thank you for doing this. I, and I don't really like to, to blow my own, own horn either, uh, but, you, I mean, this is what you do for a living. This podcast stuff, this is just, you know, for fun on the side, right? Well, you guys, you know, I always say it every time I'm on, you know, that I'm always hearing about you guys and uh, nobody's doing what you and Johnny are doing. And I know it's you guys have a lot of fun doing it, but uh, it's really becoming a bit of a phenomenon. Well, we do have a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I've heard I've heard John Maxwell say over the years, when you when you hit your sweet spot, you know it. And honestly, doing this with Johnny is is uh it's really it's like heaven and being able to do this with him to encourage people who are in the same boat that we're in small church pastors right. and then and then to have guys like you uh to join us just to encourage pastors is uh, it's just it's the highlight it's the highlight of my week honestly yeah. Yeah. and and i mean uh, hopefully none of my church people are listening thinking aren't we the <laughs> highlight of your week <laughs> And they are. They are the highlight. I mean, they're the highlight of my week every Sunday, you know, in ministry. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, doing this during the week, and I, we, I don't get to meet a lot of the guys and women out there who listen, but we've been hearing more and more and more from them. So, Dave, you 
are smallchurchpastor.com, and you've been doing this since 2007 or 8, right? 2006. At the end of 2006, we started. Okay. So I'm into my eighth year now. And you, I'm going to ask you some questions here. This is We haven't talked about this uh, before, but you know, if you were to talk to a typical small church pastor today who has a church of, let's say, let's say 75 people in yeah. a town of about 1,000, out there, you know, somewhere in in, uh, in a rural area, what would likely his or her uh, major challenge be? Well, you know, a lot of uh, these pastors are bivocational. Uh, the, the smaller the church, uh, the greater likelihood that uh, you're going to find a bivocational pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that just kind of compounds really uh, how difficult it is to uh, to kind of have enough time to be a pastor, but still be a, a Christian. You know, right, and also be married, and a, and a, you know, uh, if you have kids and things like that. So the bivocational guys are always um, kind of trying to figure out uh, how can I be a, a, the best pastor in the least amount of time. Um, but really, you know, pastors of all size churches, they're always uh, trying to figure out uh, what should I be using my time for? What's the you know best way of of spending my day and that kind of uh, struggle. And then, you know, it's just the normal stuff that we all put up with, the people problems, the financial problems, you know, just all of that compounds. Wow, I must be in a great church. I've never had any of those kind of problems. Yeah, I I think you're the only one in Iowa. Well, my problem is just getting out of bed in the morning. But once (laughs) I get to the office, it's heaven again, you know. Well, (laughs) yeah. Exactly. And, and, you know, I just wrote a blog post about, you know, hey, here we all are, small church pastors. You know, we're all in the same boat and yeah. we're just trying to encourage each other. So, so you've been coaching pastors over the last seven or eight years and you focus primarily on small church pastors. So what would you say to the typical small church pastor who said to you, you know what? I don't really think I need coaching. I, I think I'm doing okay. I mean, I'm not, I don't cry myself to sleep at night and, you know, I, I show up every Sunday morning. So I don't really think I need a coach. A question like that or a statement like that um, shows kind of um, uh, some of the confusion there is about coaching and, and what I do. Um, most pastors, when they think of coaching, they're thinking, um, I need a counselor or uh, I need a mentor. Or, you know, something like that, you know, and so they they say, I'm I'm doing pretty well, so why do I need a coach? But really, um, a a coach is someone that comes up alongside of a pastor and helps them think, helps them uh, see and discern what God is already doing uh, in their life or in their ministry. A a good coach um, helps the, the, uh, the, the pastor, you know, dream and put together uh, plans to implement dreams, goals, vision, etc. Really, a, a good coach is just that outside pair of eyes, that, that person that is uh, objective and looking in, rather than the pastor that's in the, the center of it all. We all need people that can help us see what we don't see. And uh, that's one of the things that, uh, that I'm uh, uh, passionate about is, is working with uh, men and women in the ministry and just helping them see and discern what's going on and then develop plans uh, and systems to, uh, to, to just be all that they can be and should be as a minister of the gospel. Yeah, and I'm thinking about athletes. You know, the, the greatest athletes, they all have coaches, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they can't watch themselves run down the court or they can't watch themselves run down the field. And the coach is there to kind of, like you said, another set of eyes. So I like that because, I mean, even I, when I asked you that question, we, we'd not rehearsed this. 
I'm thinking, yeah, coach, you know, kind of counselor, you know, uh, type of a guy, mentor, somebody who helps you out in your weak areas, somebody to, to take your weak junk and make it better or make it stronger. But really, that's not it at all. It's, yeah. it's to come alongside and to help good people be even better. Well, you know, I'm not much of a sports guy. Uh, never was, but you used the the sports illustration of a coach, and I I know that uh, on football teams, you know, they have coaches uh, all over the place. But there's always a coach that's up in the press box or way up high, and he's able to look down into the stadium, and he sees what's going on from a perspective that no one on the ground level can see. Uh, All the coaches on the ground level, they're doing their job. They're experts. But they've got a special guy up there looking down and can see the big picture. This is what oftentimes a good coach is able to do. That's great. That's really interesting. And every every once in a while, they show those guys, right? They're sitting up there, and they they, they look like uh, it looks like the smoke filled back room, right? <laughs> and, and they're up there. They're calling the plays from you know ten thousand feet. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> right, right. So, so now, what do you offer to pastors in churches? So so it's coaching, but in in what different ways, and what does that look like? The primary thing that I do really is uh, is coaching, uh, where I uh, I meet with the pastor either uh, every other week or once a month. Phone calls are usually last an hour, and uh, we I let the the pastor set the agenda. The pastor comes to me uh, with some challenges in his personal life or ministry, uh, maybe skills that he wants to develop, maybe uh, weak links in his chain of, uh, of ministry and, and things like that. And we just begin to talk and to brainstorm and to work together and evaluate and, and look at things and develop, you know, kind of plans, like I said uh, earlier. So that's usually how I, uh, I spend most of my day. Uh, I'm currently coaching, oh, I think, 45 pastors right now, either uh, twice a month uh, or once a month. And um, and so it's just on the phone and, and talking and thinking and, and stuff like that. It's very exciting. Okay, so you don't have a grid that you just, a grinder, you know, you run them all through and no. you, you kind of do this a similar same thing with each one of them? No, no. It's, you know, because... Uh, coaching, at least the way I do coaching, it's uh, what I call client-driven. In other words, I don't come into the coaching relationship and say, uh, Jeff, we're going to go through these 12 steps for being a better pastor or whatever. Um, I'm in the back seat. The, co- the pastor is in the driver's seat. And wherever he or she wants to go, that's where we go. So it's really kind of tailor-made you know, made based on the needs of the pastor at any given time. Very interesting. So if, if you're going to coach me, I do not relinquish my authority and have you kind of take over. You're, you're, I, you're in the backseat along for the ride. Right. I, I always tell the pastor that, you know, you're the one driving this. You set the agenda um, and, you know, I'm just here to help. You and I have been doing coaching calls, right, since January. And it's cool to get on the phone and talk to you and know that I can pretty much tell you anything. You've been in ministry for almost 30 years in local churches, and anything that I'm experiencing, likely you've experienced it or something very similar. So you have understanding ears. uh, You have a a heart that wants to support the pastor. And I can tell you anything in stuff that I can't talk to my elders about, perhaps even stuff that I couldn't talk to Johnny about. And I don't know if we've talked about any of that, but... Um, right. You're somebody that a pastor 
uh, is going gonna, is gonna to really just somebody that pastor can talk to? Well, I try to always, uh, in whenever I'm doing like kind of the orientation to maybe with a new client, I'd let them know, I want you to feel that I'm safe. I want you to know that this is going to be held in confidence. It's really true. Pastors have a lot of things on their heart, things they want to say, and uh, they seldom have anybody that they feel is safe that they can talk to about. They can't say certain things to their board. They can't say certain things to parishioners. Sometimes they're afraid to even talk to their denominational supervisors about frustrations that they have. But um, they can talk to me, and I think that there's a real need for that. And so the, as the pastor works with his board, I know that you do something with boards as well. How, yeah. how is it that you consult with boards? You know, What's the format, and what types of things do you help them with? And is, is it always when they're without a pastor, or is it when there's a pastor involved too? Usually um, on my website, smallchurchpastor.com, under resources, uh, I forget which what it's under. I, I think it's under um, uh, leadership training. I have what's called uh, uh, six board modules, and um, these are different trainings that uh, the pastor can choose from that I can take uh, his or her board through. It usually involves like a 60-minute kind of conference call, and um, each each uh, module deals with different uh, different topic. Okay, so this isn't board driven. Then it's not client driven. In this case, it's actually material that you take the board through. Well, if I'm doing you know uh, if I'm doing board training, then then yes, it's it's kind of a training. You know, so they're listening and asking questions. Uh, whereas when I do come in and do actually consulting. Uh, oftentimes, then consulting would be board or pastor driven. Uh, they would be uh, contacting me because, as a board, as a church, they feel stuck in maybe a certain area. Maybe they're faced with a major decision. They want an outside perspective. Maybe they're just not exactly sure what steps to take to process um, figuring something out. And so they'll bring me in, and once again, we'll meet over the phone, a conference call, and talk and, and you know, kind of work in that way. Okay, now I'm used to talking to you, and so I've gotten used to this now over the months. But as you were talking, I'm realizing I know we have pastors listening to this particular episode who have never even thought about a coach and have certainly never connected a ministry coach in a way that where they could connect them to their board and where the ministry coach might come alongside uh, him or her as a pastor and give, give direction to them individually into how to lead their board, but then also speak to the board and yeah. work through different things. So you really, you can come alongside a pastor as that pastor is leading their board. You know, I really love coaching pastors, but second to that is when I'm able to coach and work with boards. I'm amazed at how many church boards are out there. They've never been trained in how to be a church board. I'll be really honest with you, I, and, and I, you know, I don't want to offend anybody, but my experience has been that both, most board members in, in most of our churches, they really don't know what they're doing. Hmm. Uh, and, and some of them are, are uh, honest in acknowledging that, and others aren't. And so it, there, there really is not a lot out there that trains boards in how to be a good board. And that's one of the reasons why I kind of developed, uh, you know, these modules, uh, different subjects for board training. I love doing it because usually if a board is not going to bring me in to train them unless they're hungry. 
hmm. unless they're really desirous to learn. And so when I have those opportunities, it's just a blast working with leaders and board members. So that that's really cool. We're Right now we're recording this in the summer of 2014. And so if you're listening to this right now, I mean, you, we've got our we've got the school year, kind of the church year ahead of us. It, it, this could be a great opportunity for some of you that are thinking about going a little bit further with your church board. Or maybe you've got a good board, and now that you have a good one, you're really ready to, to take them in a direction, and you just need some help from Dave. So, man, I would encourage you to talk with Dave about that. But, Dave, you also do, uh, you also do uh, preaching coaching for yeah. pastors. And, I mean, I don't need that because every Sunday morning – I mean, my people just tell me, another home run, Pastor, another home run. Yes. Yeah, we you, I we mean, hear about that all the way out here in Oregon. It is it is amazing. Well, this bla- I, know, I mean, I don't mean to brag, but this past Sunday, yes. this past Sunday, I just cut you off there, Dave, I'm sorry, but this is important because this past Sunday, I mean, it was Grand Slam, Pastor, Grand Slam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very passionate about com- the whole subject of communication and preaching and uh, I, I really, uh, one of the things I offer is I, I, I offer like preaching coaching for pastors, but I, I also offer preaching coaching for laymen. Uh, many pastors, they have two or three people maybe in their church that they're either working with to be, you know, kind of uh, pulpit fillers and, and stuff like that. And um, so I, I do, uh, you know, both of that where I work with the pastor. You know, it's amazing to me. I have some guys that are just some of the best communicators I've ever heard. And yet once a year, they bring me in to uh, kind of evaluate and listen to them and make suggestions. Um, you know, uh, no matter how good of a communicator you are, you can always become better. Mm-hmm. And I know that those of us that do communicate as a living, uh, for a living, we really want to get better at what we do. Uh, and one of the best ways of doing that is to have a preaching coach. I, I, I lucked out when I was young and got into the ministry. I, I think I was just a natural communicator. But I know I would have been so much better uh, so much sooner if I had a, a preaching coach in my life. But there, there was no concept of that, you know, back, you know, when I got started. You know, there's a guy who coaches uh, podcasters. He's called the Podcast Talent Coach. Really? And yes, Eric Johnson is, uh, he lives in Omaha and he's got the Podcast Talent Coach podcast. That's and awesome. uh, he's the, the guy, we, we stopped in Omaha, we had lunch with him. What a great guy. He's been in radio for 25 years and yeah. uh, he, he just coaches podcasters and, and he doesn't coach them on technical stuff, right? He doesn't coach them on the hardware yeah. or, or the software, he coaches them on the content of their podcast. And yeah. you know, really trying to get their message across, and he he and, he and a guy named Dave Jackson, they have uh, the podcast review show, and so they they will together review somebody's podcast. And I've listened to some of these, and they're really good. And I I've thought several times, Johnny and I have talked about it, maybe getting involved with these guys, but but we're, we're not thick skinned enough. We're, we got to get a little thicker skin because they give you some pointers and they point out some things that you can do better. But yeah. we just like to continue to believe that. We just can hardly improve anymore. We're yeah, just, you yeah. know, off the charts. So, <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's true, and and it's funny, you know, because I I do a lot of preaching coaching, and what that involves is in uh, is that I will listen to three sermons from the pastor, and I I score them in certain areas 
And um, then I, I, I draw up like a written report that I send to them. But then we, it also includes, you know, an hour debrief on the phone where I, I talk to them about my observations and make specific suggestions um, in those uh, those four different uh, areas. Hmm. And uh, I usually start out by asking the pastor, you know, how would you score yourself in this area or this area? A lot of times pastors will score themselves higher than I do. Oh and, you know, it just it just shows me that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you just you don't see uh, the things you do as a communicator, uh, the words you use, how you sound, your your tone, your tempo, um, your content. Uh, you know, pastors, a lot of times they I have found that they, they think they're a lot more practical in their teaching than they really are. Mm-hmm. And, and so when I if I score them low in, in uh, you know, practicality, uh, they're often surprised. But that's just where the benefit of someone from the outside, you know, who's looking at it kind of like from a technical standpoint, uh, can offer them, you know, uh, suggestions that can really make uh, a poor communicator a good communicator, a good communicator a great communicator, and even a great communicator still has things to learn. It's kind of intimidating, you know, to know that somebody's going to be. Uh, listening to you and evaluating and critiquing you, but you know I'm 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 really good at it and I'm really gentle. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So if you want to get better at preaching, Dave's your man. Uh, just give him a call. Smallchurchpastor.com. Now there's one more area I wanted to ask you about, Dave. On your yeah. website, Smallchurchpastor.com. Uh, by the way, I would love to have had that uh, that URL, Smallchurchpastor.com. I know. You got the good one right there, baby. I had to come up with some crazy, you know, 200 churches thing. Uh, <laughs> but but on that website, you've got some resources. And you said yeah. to me that you, uh, I think you said you try to help pastors to be better pastors in less time. And right. that's what these resources are for. So just tell us a little bit about those resources. Because you, yeah, I, I, maybe one time you have in all the months that you've been with us. So we need to hear it. Because I, I really believe that pastors are overworked. I believe pastors need to uh, put in less hours rather than more hours so that they have more margin in their lives for their family, for their soul, things like that. I'm always looking for ways to save pastors time. And uh, so, you know, I've developed over the years a number of resources, uh, workbooks, uh, trainings and things. On my website under resources, I have a what's called a Better Pastoring in Less Time workbook, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a you, could, you can do it like self-taught kind of thing. It does work best in conjunction with a coach, but you can do it on your own. Uh, it's designed to get your work week down to 35 hours a week. And I know that sounds crazy, but uh, it is it is possible. So there's one example. I, I also have a, a workbook on better sermons in less time because all of you listening today, you know that probably the one area that you spend most of your time is in sermon preparation. And once again, my experience in working with pastors is that I think they spend too much time on sermon preparation. Now, don't get me wrong, because I'm passionate about homiletics. I, I really am. And the whole sermon crafting process. But when I have pastors tell me how they're spending their time, um, I, I just think they could put out as good a product or even better in less time. So uh, that workbook deals with that. Then I just have things, you know, so that the pastor doesn't have to reinvent the wheel. I, I have a leadership training curriculum 
which is 13 lessons. I have a men's discipleship curriculum, which is five lessons. I have a small group leader training, which is 10 lessons. And these are just things so that the pastor doesn't have to dream up his training on his own. And so once again, he just saves time. Dave, these are great resources. And uh, I've been on your website, and and rather than go down and list all the costs and prices, I can say that these these things are very reasonable. You know, we had a we had a hot water heater at the church go out uh, some time ago, and I think the cost w- w- installing it and everything was like five hundred dollars. And yeah. I remember thinking, okay, that's one hot water heater of the of the number of hot water heaters we have at our church. And without even thinking, we dropped five hundred dollars to replace that. Wow. And, I, and I thought to my, I remember thinking to myself, what could you get for five hundred dollars? at smallchurchpastor.com, you could get a lot of resources. (laughs) And, you know, we'll drop that much money to replace a hot water heater, but we think that, oh, you know, we don't want to spend, and you don't have to spend $500 on on your site to get a lot of great stuff. So, Dave, thank you so much for sharing with us. Any uh, any final thoughts before I let you go, Just uh, just on your work with small church pastors and maybe any encouragement for them? Well, you know, I... I just, as I've already said, I, you know, those of you that are listening, um, I work with people like you all the time, and I'm just constantly impressed with the dedication and the sacrifice that you men and women are making for the kingdom of God. And I know sometimes uh, our Christian culture makes you feel insignificant, makes you feel unimportant, but don't listen to that. It's it's just a lie. You and your church, uh, uh, you guys are the uh, the backbone of the church in America. You know, there's nothing wrong with you just because your church is smaller. And uh, I just want to encourage you to keep up the good work. It's hard, but let's embrace the hard and see the Father work in the midst of our hard. Because many times when we don't think we're bearing fruit, we are. We just don't see it. And um, I see it every day of the week when I work with pastors. And uh, that's why I started Small Church Pastor. That's why I coach. And uh, if you're interested in coaching or anything that we talked about, you can visit my website. But um, uh, I offer just a free 45-minute phone consult just to get to know each other and to discover together if you think coaching is right for you and whether or not uh, you know we, we, we would be a good fit. So all you'd have to do is contact me by my email, dave at smallchurchpastor.com, and say, can we uh, arrange a free phone call? No obligation, no pressure. I'd love to get to know you and talk to you, and maybe it'll uh, evolve into something bigger than that. Dave, the first time we looked at your website before we ever met you, Johnny and I looked at it, and Johnny is very skeptical of shameless self-promoters. And so he, (laughs) he got on there. He immediately got this look on his face. I said, oh, here we go. And But he started looking, and I saw the expression on his face change as he began to look at what you had and look at what you offered and the costs of things and the availability to small church pastors. Uh, you, you know, I think we all, we all get tired of, of the slick snake oil salesmen, especially yeah. the online ones who are just looking for, you know, repeated income over and over and over. And I could tell you, uh, you that are listening, that Dave is just not that way. I mean, he... He, he truly want his goal is not to get rich. His goal is to get rich in helping pastors be better pastors 
and provide better ministry and have better churches. So, Dave, yeah, thank you so much, and uh, thanks for joining us every month. We really appreciate it. Well, it's always fun, and I'm already looking forward to the next time, and I hope we find Johnny sometime soon. Me too. Thanks, Dave. Well, there you have it. That was my conversation with Dave Jacobs, the, the coach to small church pastors. If you're a small church pastor, we're so glad that we can provide for you each week these episodes, uh, hopefully providing you encouragement, letting you know that you're not alone, letting you know the things that you struggle with. We, we all, as small church pastors, we all struggle with stuff. Uh, we just want you uh, to know how important your ministry is in the kingdom of God, and how important your church is and the people in your church are in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, John Pletcher was on our podcast several weeks ago, and he talked about uh, his book um, called Henry's Glory, and it was about uh, it was about people using their everyday vocation to make a difference in the kingdom of God, to reach people, to love people, to serve God in their in their workplace, and he termed them workplace missionaries. And you know, in, this, in the same way, if you're a small church pastor, your ministry is so important. Don't think, oh, I'm not this or I'm not that or my church isn't this or that. If you've got 20 people, if you've got 10 people, how about five? If you've got five people, your ministry in their lives is important. So we honor you, we applaud you, we want to cheerlead you, we want to encourage you. Uh, Go after it, go get them, and uh, have a great week this week. Thank you for listening to the 200 Churches Podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and challenged by this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. We'll be back next Wednesday to provide you with more ministry encouragement as you pastor your 200 church. Until then, may God bless you as you lead and love your people.